Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we love talking about cars. Yeah, what they mean to you, uh, driving them, the experience of owning them, and sometimes collecting them. Well, sometimes collecting them, but we don't normally refer to values of cars. No, what we don't talk about is investing in classic cars. Or investing in cars. No, we don't really, because we're just talking about the cars that we like and, you know, what we can afford maybe. <laughs> yeah, correct. But there are a lot of people that invest in cars. And we don't talk about values on here, but it's about the value of the car when you purchase it and the potential value in the future, hence why you buy it, store it, put it in your superannuation fund and things like that, which a lot of people do. Some people do do that. And even though we don't have the intention of sort of buying it for an investment, you end up thinking about that, don't you? Well, when we – and we can give a live example with the 360 that I bought. We bought it when the market was – Relatively low. Low for the 360, yep. right? Much really at the bottom end. It's never been that low since. So timing was right. And it's gone up in value now. So – now, did I buy it for an investment? No, we, no, we never you did. Buy we talked it. about buying the one that you like. Even and you though want I did to say drive. to my family, I bought it as an investment. Well, that's different. That's the justification. <clears throat> that was the that justification. We, we all use the justification. Correct. It's, but now it's worth double what I purchased for it, or roughly. You know, roughly. roughly yeah. Right. Right. In the condition that it's in, and yes, there's maintenance, and you know, you fixed a few things up along the way. So now, all of a sudden, you're right. This thing, this item, this vehicle we've purchased to enjoy is now gone up in value, do you now look after it even more? It's well, returned. You well, know, it hasn't returned anything. It doesn't return until you sell. Until you yeah. sell it, but it's, you know, a potential of returning a good investment. And if, you, if you're at the stage where it's worth, you know, double what you bought or triple, do you then enjoy it less because you're gonna, well, not going to drive it as much? That's right. You drive it less. And so now you're looking at your car completely different. Than what you bought it for. Correct. And and then all these other people that do buy cars for investments don't actually drive them. Don't drive them because they're concerned about the value dropping because of the miles they put on there or the kilometres they put on there. So what's the right thing to do? How do you buy a car? Do you just buy old vintage cars and hope they go up? I mean, you need to do research. What's going up and not going up? 100%. You need to do the research on that particular car. Is it a model that will increase? If you're looking at collectability, let's say, and value of cars, which we haven't. I mean, I've bought the cars I've bought, and I've never bought to say that, you know, that I'm going to buy it and hopefully uh, in a few years' time I'll sell it for a lot more because I don't buy and sell sort of thing. But anyway, so if if you buy it, and you're trying to – you're looking at which one to buy for it to Future increase in resale. value. Yeah. Then you've got to do your research, like well, you would do, I suppose, in stocks and shares or 100%. whatever you do. 100%. And there's – demand and supply is the normal thing, but it's provenance of the car, the quality of the car, you know, the history of the car. There's, there's a lot that goes into, you know, buying a car that – is solely, inverted commas, solely, of course you drive it and things like that, uh, well, no, for investment. Not necessarily drive it, because like if we, if you buy one in your superannuation fund, you well, you're can't. not allowed to drive That's it, not, right. in our, not in the tax rules here in uh, South in, Australia. In Australia. Anyway. Yeah. So what happens to that car then? You still needs to be serviced once a year, I would have thought. You yeah. need to look up. It needs to and some sort of maintenance. It's not registered... F- as roadworthy because you know not going to be driving it, but you need to insure it 
I would have thought. You still need to insure it, of course. I mean, you can have a fire occur. You can have all sorts of Correct. things occur. Correct. So, and it's got to be stored somewhere off-site. So there's probably going to be a storage cost. So this investment is actually costing you money to maintain also. Along with a share, for example, you buy a share in a company, that's it. It doesn't cost you anything. You get a dividend. No, but it's... it's I mean, the reason you buy a car under your super, you expect it to go up more than the normal share would go up. But yeah, but you got to factor in the cost of the uh, maintenance. The maintenance has got to be—it's going to be a lot less because you're not going to main—you're not going to change the oil every year. Well, these oils now, these synthetic. But this oils, thing just sitting there, then? No, I'm not. You shouldn't let it just sit there. Of course, we've talked about this before. You need to—you need to drive it a little bit. Let things rotate. Well, can you? The, but that's what I'm saying. In I'm not sure. It'll about be an the interesting rules. to have a look. If we did invest, like all these, there's a lot of people with huge car collections. They're not allowed to own them or drive them because they're in their super. So how do they? Is it where you give it to like the likes of the Birdwood Museum or a museum, and they then maintain they the vehicle? That could be, but it can't be on display for public to enjoy. Oh, is that right? If it's under your super, it's like artwork. You can't have it displayed where people can enjoy it, or you yourself can enjoy it. So it can't be on your premises, number one, but I don't think it can be anywhere where other people can enjoy it either. Okay. I don't know, so, it's an interesting one there. Yeah. So the point you're making is what we talked about earlier. If you're going to buy a car for investment and for increasing value, do your research. Find out what the rules are with super. Find out what the rules are with, uh, you know, putting miles on it. Not the rules, but, you know, the perception about the miles on it and, you know, whether it's been maintained properly or whether you're driving it, whether you're tracking it, all that sort of stuff makes a difference. Or do you just buy, enjoy, but do your research on what you're going to buy, enjoy your car, and worst case scenario, if you, when you do want to sell your car, get your money back or a small profit on top, then I would be happy as Larry. I'd be happy as Larry. Yeah. No, for, that's you and me. That's though, a good investment. Ari. That's you and me. I think it's a good investment. You've enjoyed it. You've, you've maintained it, it. You've maintained it. And you've uh, got all your money back. Yep. Yeah. And maybe a little bit to spare. Right. I and think it's a good your, investment. When it gets sold, it mightn't be you that sells. It might be you. Because I think, you know, remember the old myth, when you buy a car, as soon as you drive it off a lot, you've, you've lost half the value. Well, that's right. So you've got to buy it when, if it's a new car, then you've really got to let it depreciate first. But if you want to buy a new, so yeah, so there's a there's a key. You know, let's just look at the new you know, McLarens, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, whatever. You say limited run. If I'm lucky enough to be able to purchase one, because some of these you need to be invited. But say, you know, all that aside, we buy one brand new. Then you wouldn't drive it. You'd actually just put it in storage. Yeah, not, not not to lose sure value because it. it's you're buying it for an investment. You're buying it because they only made. 400 of them. And so I'm going to put it away. I'm going to buy it as a mere investment just to own it. And in 20 years' time when I retire, it comes out. I couldn't which, do Because, you know, you see these Enzos on the market now with like a couple of hundred kilometres on there and things like that. Like, where have these all been? Yeah, I know. I, I really do not like that. I mean, I can't see if I was able to get a, an Enzo or an F40 with, you know, 3,000 kilometres on it. Okay, I would be thinking – Oh, gee, I don't really want to put kilometres on it. But you, I'd, I'd have to drive the thing. But I wonder if they were purchased for that very... Well, I, my guess is they would have for sure. I mean, unless there's other circumstances why they don't drive them. But otherwise, you, you don't, you'd purchase the one that, you know, 500 kilometres and after 20 years has only got 1,000 kilometres. Unless there's, you know, 
circumstances beyond someone's control that they couldn't drive it. But otherwise... So yeah. that's we're talking about the very ultra top level, right? Aren't we? Yes, millions. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about cars that are millions. And of really, maybe we should get someone on the <clears throat> podcast that does that for a living. Yeah, that'd be interesting, you know, to get someone that really does look at this high end or whatever end, and as an investor only, and what they I've do. I've got with my it. car collection, and that's it. Yeah, that's what I do. I've got twenty cars. Uh, I maybe I buy and sell some, but. He's a car enthusiast, of course, and would get their opinion on something like that. But do they really want to drive them? Do they really? I don't know. I just I think that's a little bit strange. But maybe not knowing the other side. But that's where you look at. Uh, you know, the, in in Australia, we've got a couple of car dealers. You know, Dutton's Classic Throttle Shop. There's a couple Richmond ca- Richmonds in Adelaide that have got people's car because there's some cars in there that are collectibles. Oh, definitely. Or highly sought after. Now, you're not buying those brands. These have been in people's collections or in ownership for years, and now they've gone, you know, on the floor for sale at a premium. So we can ask those people. Yeah, yeah. there is a market for it, obviously, and maybe that is the way to then maximise your return. You buy it, and then in 20, 30 years' time, you go to a unique seller to try and sell that sells that top end. Yeah. And you've probably noticed with with those like at Dutton and Richmond's and that is there's a flurry of a certain era of car like the Testarossas for example and the Ferrari Testarossa. I mean f- 5 years ago there was hardly any on the market. Mm. So but now Yeah, why now? Yeah, well, I think what happened is uh, you know they were well weren't valued very highly at one stage. So as soon as someone sells one for a lot of money, that's, say, more than what's expected, others want to sell theirs. They say, well, hang on, if I can get triple my money, I might as well sell it. I haven't been driving it. So I think some of those come on. But also it's a little bit different in, in Adelaide here or Australia because of the 25-year rule in terms of for left-hand drive. not having to convert them to right-hand drive. That's what There's I'm a lot thinking. more left-hand drive ones that have come out now. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Once they've turned that 30 years or 25, 30 years, whatever, I can import them now. So that's why we're yeah. seeing such a flurry. And not many, there's less people worried about left-hand drive now in a classic car because the advantage of a left-hand drive, as long as it's originally left-hand drive and not converted left-hand drive, it's the market's a bit bigger because most a lot of the world is left-hand drive. I mean, it's only England's right-hand drive, I think Hong Kong's right-hand drive, uh, Australia, who else is right-hand drive? There's, but, you know, the main countries, you know, Europe, America, it's all, it's all left-hand drive. Yeah. So the, you know, oh, that's the, car, the car dealers now like Dutton and Richmond's and, as, as you mentioned, Classic Throttle Shop, uh, and there's certainly others, so we're not just sing, signalling out those. The world is their market. Yeah, 100%. Because transportation, they'll sell cars to, you know, I was talking to Richmond's the other day, they sell cars to guy in Singapore as a client. You know, but so we're, we're getting cars from Singapore also now. That's right. They're coming in. It's going all over the place. You know what hasn't – and I think people used to you – know, I won't say invested in them, but they bought them because they thought they were at a, a, a good price. You could get them at a good price with those Japanese imports years ago. Definitely. But now we don't see as many. I Remember there was a whole era of know, NSXs and all these uh, Godzillas and all these other different cars coming in. From Japan, they were Japanese imports, but they had like 
80,000, 100,000 kilometres on them That's when right. they got here. Because they had the rule over there that registration gets more and more expensive. The more the, the kilometres? As the more the years. Okay, so is that why? Yeah, so then it pays them not to register anymore. They go and sell them. And, but the thing is with the Japanese imports back then, and maybe we should get an expert opinion about that too, but they were only importing cars from Japan that weren't Australian delivered. Yes, correct. So you couldn't bring in one that, that you, you could, could get, get here in Australia. Correct. correct. But that's what made them collectible or sought after. People wanted those cars because they weren't Australian. You couldn't get them in Australia. So they thought it's an investment. I'm going to buy this for 20000 30000 whatever it may be, because I know I can sell it for more anyhow. Easily. And a lot of people yeah. did that. And the advantage with those ones there, they all had to be or seemed that they were, is rear-wheel rear drive. Yeah. So they yeah. were used now with the drift movement, you know, a lot of people go drifting. They are ideal cars for drifting. Yeah, but, you, but like I said, you don't see, I don't know, because we're not in that circle of, but Japanese imports, I don't see many on the road as I once did. No, definitely not. There are companies, though I know there's one down the road just around the corner here called Synergy Motorsports. They import, still import cars from Japan. I'm seeing them there. and But they import the vans, whatever is not... Australian delivered. That's how I understand. I could be wrong, but that's how I understand it. So if it's Australian delivered, you can't just automatically import it in. Mm. Yeah, Unless you do it as your private import, you know, you drive it around there and then you bring it over. I think, you know, you can do that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, A little bit off topic, but it, yeah. I, it, but it, there's it, people that collect those. Yeah. So more and more I'm hearing when you talk about, you know, you talk about even the Australian muscle cars or whatever, everyone's talking about value. So there's an interesting one, you know, I was going to bring that up. A lot of people spend a lot of money restoring or, you know, hiding up or whatever it may be, you know, their Monaros, their, you know, what's it called, their GT Shakers and the whole lot. Is that as an investment, do you think they're doing that? Because uh, I, I would have thought untouched is worth more Definitely. in original condition. No. But there's always a market for someone to buy something that's hotted up. Yeah, but I mean, the ones that are hotted up, it's probably because it wasn't original to start off with. Yeah. Again, that I'm not. That's not a blanket rule, but um, but the ones that are original and kept original, they're certainly worth more. Like the Ford Shaker, the XY, you know, in original three. condition. In original condition, it's always going to be more worth more <coughs> than a replica. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, we call them replica. You know, but the Tirana A9X. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, the original one is always going to worth worth a lot more than a, a replica. Because there's a lot of people that, you know, fix their cars or, you know, do things to them. Resto mod. Resto. They restore them to what they want it yep. to be and things like that. But they always – when you speak to them, oh, you know, how much have you put into it? This and that, they go, I'll never get my money back. Well, that's true. Right? There's, so – that's just doing it for the mere passion. Love. And that's what we do. And right. you know, that's for, definitely not investing. For example, there was not long ago I went uh, to the Morris Nationals here in, the, in South Australia. Great, great event. Uh, 100 and, 120 Morris miners mainly, yep. the Morris Club. There were three there with V8s in them. A Morris miner with V8s. How does that even fit? I, there was one with an LS1, which is, a, you know, the Chevy motor. Yeah. 5.7 litre Chevy motor. I said to the guy, I said, do you need wheelie bars on this thing? Because when it takes reckon. off, he reckons, no, no, I've only got it at set at quarter throttle because it would – but it's all engineered. 
yeah. all, all, all approved. And the amount of money they've spent on it, one of the guys, it was, uh, it was a Morris Minor panel van, okay? And again, you know, we say when I talk about value, but always value comes up. The question about values and dollars, how much you've spent, what you've done. Well, it starts anyway, with that. It starts with your a, budget. He it? had a book. He had a book of all the stuff he's done to it, stretched the size of it so he could fit the, you know, the engine in. Anyway, we, he, someone asked him, I think it was my compadre asked him, you know, how much is it worth? I thought to myself, it's got to be worth $100,000 Australian now, you know. And, uh, and I, he goes, uh, oh, no, it's insured for 45000 and I'm thinking it would have cost him a lot more than that to do. Mind you, he might have done some himself. Yeah, but you know, still, that's right. But we, you know, so someone buys that car at, say, 50, 60, I think that's worth the money. Yeah. There's that much work that's been done. There's, he's never going to get the money back of what he's spent on that. Yeah. Likewise like said, with my it, Dino. It's a unique, yeah, car, well, it's a unique. Well, no, no, your Dino's different. My Dino, yeah, I because there's a unique person that is looking for a Morris Minor with a V8 in there, right? You're not buying it for collectability. You wouldn't have thought it's rare so. yeah. and it's a one-off and things like that. But you can make one of those. Your Dino is an original, restored, fully restored nut and bolt restoration. Yeah. You can't buy it in that condition. They're very hard to find, so you're going to have to do one yourself. Yeah, and, so you're gonna spend, and you're going to spend the money to do that. And you're going to spend that. the money to do that. So different, completely yeah, different. different. That Now, see, that's where we yeah we said about you, Dino, what are you going to do? You're not going to drive it, in my opinion. I wouldn't if it was mine. I did drive it the other week. Did I tell you? Probably didn't tell you. They connected the exhaust. They connected the exhaust. <laughs> they tuned it. So we it just drove like, it around the block. Mario drove it first. I was, that was a bit nerve-wracking, but anyway, we'll talk about at, that another I time. I saw it at the technician still. It's still there. <laughs> still. Anyhow, um, and that was in October we got back from Motor Classic. Uh, last year. Last year. But <laughs> you're not going to – I wouldn't think you would use it like you once did. No, I'm not so going to rally me, it. I'm no. not going to rally it for starters. Correct. So, so that's one I once did. However, I do want to drive the thing. Yeah, I know. But I think now that is becomes a collectible investment. Yeah, I, think I know. The yeah. money you've invested in that car, now, will you get it back? Maybe not. Well, fortunately, but the insurance has covered me for the money I've spent. Right, well, which is go. good. Which is which is you know you're, you're happy about that. Whether I've over restored it and sorry, whether I've over capitalized for what I could sell it now, I reckon it'd be close. It'd be close because it is it is in very. I mean, if someone bought that car, once I get it out of the technician's place, you know, it is it is fantastic. The, the difference is you got to go, and so you got to go back and look at. How long you've owned that car, when you purchased that car, which is, what is it, now 12, 15 years? I, I purchased in 2013. So it's uh, what are we, uh, 10 years. Nah, more than 10. 2013 I bought it. Well, it's 10 years. 10 years. So in 10 years, the value that, that car, those Dinos were 10 years ago, they've already increased in value. Yeah. Just, just a normal one, same condition. Yep, yeah, even in the same condition, if I did nothing – it would have been double or triple the value. You've made your money. Yeah. Like, you've made money. You've invested. So, for me, it's a good investment. However, spending all the money I have. But how many – the thing is, then it becomes a unique offering. How many cars in that condition? Yes, that's right. So, you've there. got to get that special buyer that wants that car. I want a car that's the best – You know, like we say, when you're going to go buy one of your cars, your dream cars, spend a little bit more, but find one that is 
yeah, the, the best, best you, you can. can get. Yeah, that's right. For the money for yeah. you. That's so, what you would do with that sort of car. So Otherwise, I say, no, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to buy one. <laughs> Who's got the time? And you need the money. You need the money. The other thing is with mine, you might find someone, I'm not looking to sell it, but you might find someone that saying, hang on, I think they will be collectibles one day because the Dino, the 246, has gone triple or whatever. That's right. So this is the next in line. Because if everyone knew, if, if we all knew what was going to happen in the world of any all these items that are just ridiculous, you would have bought these cars years and years ago. We would have said, well, buy every Dino 246 you can. And just put it in storage. Yeah. Buy every Mura you can find, put it in storage. Well, Daytona, storage. Well, what about the 250 GTO no, stories that, just you know, 12,000 pounds? But forget it. They're a little bit, a little bit more difficult. They're only 38 made, yeah. right? So very rare. But all these other things that were, you know, over 500 made, they were around. But no one looked at them. That's right. So what is that car now? And what puzzles me with that is no one looked at them. So what about that similar one with vintage cars? Yeah. But there always been a collector car market. 100%. You know, so the Duesenbergs or whatever, I don't know. I don't know some of the vintage cars that, And that's right. There's someone that's looking for those things. The world, and like I said, now with the internet and and the world so close at, at your fingertip, Really, the whole world is your market. There'll be someone out there in the world looking for a Dino like yours in that condition. You could sell it tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe not in your local market, but I'm saying somewhere in the world someone will buy it. Yeah. But that's also the drawback that you've got to worry about is because the world is so so close now in terms of being able to buy and sell yep. is all the scams that might be out there too yeah. and buying the one that you think you're buying. Yeah, that's right. You know, like we talk about it's classic, it's this, it's that or whatever. But hang on, when was it? Uh, you know, also as soon as you start buying it, that money is the object, it's more critical. Because if I'm buying it for an enjoyment, I'm buying an MG worth whatever dollars, I want to drive it around, I don't care, it's not as bad. But you buying that same MG that is original, uh, all the papers and top dollar, you got to make sure – because otherwise you'll be thinking all the time that you got scammed. But yeah. you've got to do your own research. So, again, we talk about it. Make sure if you're buying it for value and for increasing value, do your research, do your homework. If you're buying it because you just love cars and, geez, you saw that on the weekend you right, and you like fiddling, well, that's fine. You spend a few thousand dollars and you might lose a bit or whatever. You have a bit of fun. In my opinion... You should buy the car that you've always wanted or always dreamt of owning to enjoy it. I agree. If it does go up in value or it has increased in value, as the 360 has, mate, that's a bonus. That's, a that's bonus. just a bonus. I didn't buy it for that reason. So, I'm, you know, we were talking the other night with Rosa and saying this other car we're looking at. You know, I said, I might buy this. And she goes, you're not going to sell your car. You'll never sell that. And she's probably right. I don't want to sell it. That's right. You don't want to. However. Even if I can make money on it. That's not my – that was never the purpose. So I think if you go with that mindset to buy something you're going to enjoy and use and drive and get that love and passion from, fantastic. Yeah. If it, if it's worth more than you bought it, mate, that's, that's a, a bonus. That's, that's a, a bonus. bonus and it's always good to know that because you have spent maintaining, you have spent, you know, you know money on it. So, yeah. so that's, I think, where we come from because I don't think we've ever bought anything – it, with the hope of it increasing. No. But you, in the back of your it. mind, you hope it doesn't go down. 
That correct, but yeah. oh, you don't even think about it. No, you don't really. Because but your everyday driving car, you know, you go buy it, and we've all bought brand new cars, and you've bought second hand cars, and the whole lot. As soon as you drive it off, you lost money. That's right. You know that. That's right. So, but the thing is, and this is why we brought up this thing about value in dollars, is that. Everyone talks about dollars. Of course it does. You know, if someone buys a brand new car and it's gone up because, you know, it's all demand and supply, so everyone talks about dollars. And we're saying just enjoy your car because we're not here for a long time. That's right. So, you know, just enjoy it and and let someone else worry about the dollars later on. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. It's always nice chatting about cars, that's for sure. So remember, you can catch us on our Instagram page and also on our YouTube. So remember... If your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.